he, he just came out of the blue one day and he was like, so what are you working on? I'm like, you have a listen to this and see what you think of this. And then he went berserk with Clint for like two or three days. Um, and then we went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And now the song is incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Clint is really, um, he's really appreciated um, Greg's involvement in this as well, because um, let's face it, man, like uh, Clint was saying, like he uses, he uses Greg's plugins uh, when he's mixing and, and mastering stuff. So like to have him like on a phone call chatting, you know, about the mix and, you know, do this, do that, turn up two DB here and you know, whatever, it, just producer talk. It's, um, it's pretty amazing, man. It's pretty amazing. And then, then he got his buddy, um, Brian Lucy, magic garden mastering. Uh, he's done some incredible work. Um, and he mastered, he mastered this song. It was, it, was, it just turned out fantastic. I think it's 100% the best song to date for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping radio feels the same way. I grew up just like any other kid in Oakport, Newfoundland. Around, on, sometimes even in the water. I grew up wanting to be a sailor, uh, just like my father. I eventually sailed on ships all over the world for 20 years. Then I met this guy, Greg Wells. He bought a 100-year-old church in my hometown. Along with a great team of people, there's some very special things happening there. My name is Ryan Gates. This is my hometown of Winter in Newfoundland. This is Downey's Bank, Silly Cove Records Podcast. All right, everyone. Welcome to episode five of the Downey's Bank Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gates, and I'm joined today by Mr. Justin Fancy. How are you doing, Justin? I'm pretty good, man. How are you doing? Feels like... Uh, Feels like we've been about a month trying to do this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we have. We have. We've been even longer trying to meet because I, I think I first ran yeah. into you online. Oh gosh, over two years ago now, I guess first ish. Mm. Uh, first when you were starting to break on, really taking your music to, to that next level and getting serious. Right. About it. And uh, I've mm. always been even prior to getting involved in in the Trinity Hall Silico Records thing. I've been. Uh, always involved in the music scene with, you know, organizing concerts and festivals and this and that. And mm-hmm. I had stumbled onto your music and I, we had reached out and just through jigs and the reels, it never came together to, to put off a show, but, uh, it, it was close a couple of times. Just it's, yeah. it's like, it's like it always is with artists, man, scheduling, especially you with a full band and stuff. It's just tough sometimes. Yeah. And a full-time job and a daughter and a yep. music career. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it never ends, man. Um, but we're going to do that show one of these days um, and hopefully very soon. I'm hoping to get down now and uh, get down in May, obviously, for uh, for for Greg when he comes and, and the whole grand opening of the church and all that kind of stuff. So there you go. There's announcement number one from the podcast tonight. <laughs> Justin <laughs> is going to be. We, have, we haven't actually released a list of names and, and the list of names mm-hmm. is quite is quite interesting. Um Mm-hmm. And we, when we set out to, to do the grand opening lineup, cause we're planning like seven hours of music, like it's going to be a awesome. full day of just artists coming. Uh, it, the, the, the beauty of it is the beauty of how we have it structured and, and, and what Greg wanted was he wanted it to be a celebration of music and a celebration of what we hope to accomplish in the future. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, we've just reached out to people. This is not a paid gig for anybody who's coming. It's not a paid event for anybody who's attending. It's just people coming together for music. And yeah. that is what makes it incredibly special because everybody who we've reached out to asked, you know, just casually, would you, would you be interested in coming out for this? No, we completely understand if you can't 
for whatever reason, whether it's travel, distance, timing, everybody said yes. Everybody we've yeah, reached absolutely, and yeah. uh, and that's real cool. Uh, and we haven't released released a list of names yet, but I was going to drop it now in this podcast anyway. But Justin beat me to it. Justin will be in attendance <laughs> for uh, the May nineteenth grand opening of Trinity Hall in Winterton, Newfoundland. And uh, if you're watching this podcast, I'm sure you've already made plans to attend. But uh, yeah, you'll have to check the schedule, see what time Justin's going to get on. We're uh, basically running a it's, it's going to be like half an hour spots or so like it's not going to be a long-winded you know uh, uh big old concert for people to come and play it's a great opportunity for you to share a bit of your music but then act and you know hang out with some other artists hang out with some people uh, in and around the town who who've you know hasn't got a chance it's not just in and around the town either the amount of people who've told me they're coming is i don't know where we're going to put everybody anyway <laughs> I, I, I don't i don't know maybe maybe if you don't get there early enough justin you're not going to get in <laughs> The more the merrier, I'd say. Yeah. I would imagine the more the merrier. Yeah, it's uh, um, well, I mean, he's creating. You guys are creating a lot of buzz, and um, uh, you know, obviously, Newfoundlanders love a good party. Um, and and you know, love live entertainment. I've, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's where I developed a passion to um, for music. I mean, I mean, this place is it lives and breeds it, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and every genre of music, it's uh, it's crazy how diverse our um, you know genres are. Music are here. Obviously, we're we're you know um, that traditional Irish kind of um, folk music. Uh, foundation but I mean you know I grew up on country music so and, and I mean I, I know a lot of people can say the same um, well, so yeah. to have all of that to have all of that talent come together and I'm sure there, you know it's different genres and uh, the people that you've invited and everything else and uh, to have all that come together for kind of a celebration of what Greg and you guys are doing uh, with Silly Cove is um, yeah it, it's, it's pretty amazing stuff in a small town for sure well, I, I want to jump right to what you, you the, the key point in, in what you were just talking about is your your genre of music, which is strictly it's, it's as country as country gets. It's mm-hmm. it's it's that upbeat kind of uh, modern country that I really really dig because I was never a country mm-hmm. music fan. Never, I didn't grow up on country. I grew mm-hmm. up on Guns and Roses and 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 Poison and all that crap. Right? Uh, I, I use crap lately, but I love the music. But it's it's a different mm-hmm. you know classic rock uh, from the eighties is, is a long stretch from what you're doing. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. But I've come to really, really, really enjoy country music in the last, I don't know, five years or so. For me, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, it's just a change in my taste or maybe my age. I have no idea what it is. But um, for you, what were your main influences, I guess, growing up when it comes to this country scene? Yeah, so uh, it was it was classic rock. It was country. It was, I mean, in, in country, I didn't really get into classic rock till later, until I started playing bars and pubs, and then I had to play the stuff, you know, the Tom Petty's and and all that kind of stuff. But I, I'm I'm incredibly uh, fortunate uh, to have went down that road and got to experience that kind of music. I mean, yes, I heard it on the radio. My dad, you know. Um, dad or mom going on the road and they've got on, you know, a classic rock station. You've been listening away at that kind of stuff. The Eagles were majorly, majorly influential to my kind of sound and what, and what I'm going for um, these days. But of course, I met Clint and then we got into more modern. I write as if I'm a, I'm I'm writing for the Eagles or writing for a 90s country band like an Alan Jackson or whatever. It's just how the production twists and um when i met clint that really really changed things for me um changed perspective on a lot of songs i've written and it's given me more freedom 
um, to write, uh, you know, uh, create the foundation and, and write songs that, you know, I, I might write songs and, um, and it'll come out one way and then Clint could take, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I think that's the beauty of having a producer that, that really knows me inside out and, and, uh, and, you know, myself and Clint, um, really, really had that relationship. And, and I know Greg has jumped in here, um, and, and he's appreciated that relationship, which is, which is an amazing, amazing thing. Um, I mean, he, he doesn't really want to disturb what myself and Clint are, are doing because he thinks, you know, he, he thinks that the foundation is there. He just wants to add to the magic, which is, which is amazing. But I mean, go, going back to influences, um, I, I'm an entertainer at heart. I've always been, um, and I always love to see reaction from people. So when I started playing music, when, you know, I, I wanted to get a reaction on my dad first and foremost. Um, and the first song I learned how to play was, was the wildwood flower. Um, and that took me, I mean, it took me probably a month to try and get that down and try to get the picking. Cause I'd always go to family parties, my dad's family parties, dad's side of the family. They'd always played a wild flowers, like the only song that they knew how to play on guitar. So they played it every time and I wanted to learn how to play it. And I drove them nuts for a couple of weeks. And then I, I learned that song and that was the foundation of, you know, where, where, where I wanted to go with it. Um, I didn't like playing to myself or singing to myself. I, I always wanted someone around that I could get a reaction from to see if it was fit, you know, it was, or to see if it was half decent. And then I started getting a lot of reaction from, um, from older folk that had listened to old country music. So George Jones, Merle Haggard, Johnny Cash, Hank Williams, um, Willie Nelson, um, you know, and the list goes on all of these artists I wanted to learn because it's what the older folk wanted to hear. And, and, and it's that for me was, um, unbelievably satisfactory for me that I could sit down and, and, you know, for one, for one, I could amaze them that I even knew the song, uh, because it was 50 or 60 years old. And, you know, it was this 14, 15 year old kid doing, playing a, a, a you know, a Merle Haggard song that's 50 or 60 years old. It's like, it, it's just, it, it, so it was that factor. And then of course I had a decent voice. So, um people just love to hear me sing and and i got better because of that and uh you know there was a point in time where my mom drove me nuts and uh was uh, you know everywhere i went i had to bring my guitar and it's still like that these days i just don't bring my guitar when i when i go like on a skidoo trip or something like that i just don't bring my guitar anymore and then, then I, I you know I, I that's my excuse i don't have my tools of the trade but it's like anything else i i tell everybody else and um like when I go on a vacation or whatever and, you know, oh, how come you didn't bring your guitar? And I'm like, would you want to, you know, I'm talking to a cement finisher here that's, you know, going on vacation. I said, would you want to bring your trowel and your wheelbarrow of cement down to Florida with you and, and work away on a vacation? You know, so that's the way I, I thought about that. But I love playing music. I love entertaining. And it's it's my foundation. And it's where I got to learn so much music um, and learn music that, you know, were, were hit songs on, on, on radio stations, what songs, you know, people loved. And I think that's where I got my songwriting um, ability too. And, and, you know, I, I didn't take any courses for this stuff. I didn't, you know, I didn't go to lessons. I, I did two lessons, um, uh, you know, and, and that was it for me. I, I learned a few chords and I, I just took it and went my own way from there. But 
foundation for me, 100% entertainer. I like to entertain. I like to get reaction from others. Um, and I like to move people with my mu music. And I think, you know, I think that's, that's pretty evident in the lyrics and, and songs that I've written so far. Yeah, no, absolutely. I do find it interesting though, that at 14, 15, you were trying to learn songs that the older folks would know because I too play guitar, not at your level. Yeah. When I was 14 or 15. Yeah. I was trying to learn songs that 16 and 17 year old girls liked. <laughs> so. Yeah, man. It, it, well, I mean, I guess the charm in it was that I was, I was, I was able to entertain their parents <laughs> <laughs> and, and that charmed them for whatever reason. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't know, but yeah, it was, it, I mean, yes, interesting, but it, it was just like, uh, my, my my parents always taught me to have respect for your elders, obviously, and 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 it was something I guess that just tied into that. I mean, I just loved to entertain and loved to entertain the older folk. Like you sit around a campfire, and you know, I had uh, you know someone's grandparents sit around, and and I'd start to play, and 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 you know, my friends wouldn't know the songs, but they wouldn't. They'd be singing along. I mean, it was nothing. Nothing more satisfying for me to, to know that, you know, you, you could you could bring back memories for somebody older than you uh, with music, which is which is which is pretty cool, I guess, you know. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So let's talk about, uh, I guess, I mean, uh, I wouldn't call it the elephant in the room because everyone knows about it. The, you made a trip down to L.A. You spent some time with uh, yeah. with our proprietor, with Greg Wells for a week, mm -hmm. uh, songwriting and sights and sounds but give us a give us a deeper dive into what that was like i mean that, that had to be kind of one of those kind of career pivot points where you realize okay now i'm, I'm on an actual road here it was it, it it definitely was and i mean um just just to just to get that invite from greg was was amazing surprising um and I, i'm just you know extremely fortunate to be able to, to to go down there and and you know take a week out of his busy schedule and uh and and really hone in i mean uh, you know on i'm on not only my career but you know what he's done um i got some history lessons and um we actually you know uh one, one of the one of the biggest memories i'll ever have is is uh just sitting down with him and and going through his playlist of of very well produced songs um and picking them apart and you know he, he had asked me uh a few times you know what song really hits you what what song really moves you and you know before we even started the songwriting um part of it and uh you know i i told him i'm a big fan of brooks and don i'm a big fan of um you know the dixie chicks and the production that they had when they were moving and um you know so we we, we literally dissected songs uh, and that was one of the coolest moments for me because i'm a kind of a i'm a geek when it comes to that stuff i won't call myself a producer but i i, I realize things in songs that that a lot of amateur um, or regular folk who listen to music don't really realize. Um, so that was really, really cool for me. We, we, um, we wrote three songs, um, when, when I was down there, my first time to California too. So this was a, um, this was really, really cool for me to, to just, just driving down the road and looking at like, um, um, all the boulevard names, uh, you know, Santa Monica Boulevard um i can't remember a few more but you, you look at signs and and like it's in movies and and you know tv shows and and music like it, it just just crazy a song comes up in your head when you're driving down the road and you see a see a sign on the road and it's just it's just crazy um so that part of it the scenery i didn't get to see much scenery obviously because we we divulged in 
in a Justin Gregg thing, and um, and I got I got to spend some very very quality time with Greg, and I think I learned a lot um, about me and, and who I am um, as an artist, and um, a lot about the industry. And I think for him to be able to take that time again out of his busy schedule um, and make room for me to fly to LA and spend a week with him and write three songs uh, was it was just an amazing experience, and um, I'm truly, truly grateful for 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 his time, obviously. And, uh, uh, it'll, it'll, it's definitely, I, I keep saying, you know, it, it's, it, it's going to be a TSN turning point for me. I think it's, 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 uh, it, it's, it's allowed me to, um, divulge on again, who I am as an artist and, and, and what I want to do. And, and how I want to do it. And uh, one of the biggest things I took away from Greg was that, um, you know, he he really respected my songwriting ability, which I, I, I hadn't heard that from anybody of that stature before, which was which was pretty amazing to me. Um, you know, I, I've heard it from obviously my family and friends and, and, you know, a few fans here and there saying you're a good songwriter. When you hear that from Greg Wells, what, you know, one of the best songwriters to ever live, uh, one of the best producers to ever live is just, um, is mind blowing to me is, is it's, you know, it was almost like I was in a dream. Um, and to me, uh, the respect we have for each other and, you know, that, that just mutual musician kind of music industry respect was really, really cool. Um, you know, I, I brought my brother and uh, my brother and Anna wanted to come his his girlfriend wanted to come. Um, just to hang out and do the California thing. They, you know, they figured they'd just fly down with me, get their own room and do the California thing. Cause they had never been. Um, and you know, he, he took us out to dinner. Um, and, uh, and we met and, uh, I got to show my brother and Nana the studio he was in and, you know, all the old guitars on the walls and all that kind of stuff. So that was, that was really, really cool. Um, you know, and, and I guess, for for me, I'm kind of I, I I've been in the industry a long time, so I don't get overly excited about things anymore like I used to, and over kind of analyze or over um, think that you know this is the thing that's gonna make me move or or you know um, it, it's just I know I I know and I I know I have to continue to put in the work, but having people around like Greg is is a massive massive. Um, you know, uh, I, I guess I can call it, you know, um, it, it's a massive advantage to have someone like that on your team that has one bought into your music and two is willing to take it to the next level. Um, and he's guaranteed that for me. And, and I think that's for me, just having his name on, on something, um, like we got this new track coming out that we've been working on and Clint to Clint was out of his mind, you know, um, he, 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 he had had so much respect for Greg and what he's doing. He has Greg's plugins in his, in his, you know, in his, in his, in his tools that he uses to mix and master. I mean, it's just, um, pretty crazy stuff how it all went down. And, and I'm very, very grateful and very, very honored to be, to have been, um, uh, in his company for a week, you know? No, absolutely. I mean, everybody, I think, I mean, I, I would like to think anyway, everybody who's ever made it, in any kind of a music scene needs some sort of a, a sounding mm -hmm. board or a mentor or someone who they can mm -hmm. kind of 
kind of help take them under their wing in a way, shape and form. And Greg will be the first to tell you the same, much the same. Uh, mm-hmm. He, uh, he, when he broke into the music scene was under the wing of uh, Mark Hudson, who was a big time music producer at the time and uh, yeah. long career of working with some of the best in the world. Right. Um, and, and that's no, that's no knock against anybody Greg have worked with, but this guy, this guy was the real deal. He, 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 but again, he seen, he seen promising Greg as a musician. As I mean, yeah. Greg is and a, you don't need to look through many, many of Greg's Instagram posts before you stumble on one or two where he's playing or he's creating mm. something on his own. And it's ridiculous. Mm. It's just mm. full on ridiculous. He says, Oh, it I'm is. not a great guitar player. I'm like, I would, I would burn everything I got here. If I thought I was, uh, if I, if I even had the opportunity to be uh, half the guitar player to Greg is, for example, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he touts himself as a drummer and not a piano player. I'm like, you're an idiot because like, like <laughs> you, you play the piano better than anybody I've ever been in the company of. So he's very, very modest and humble uh, in the way he approaches uh, self-promotion, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there, there's something to be learned from that too. Uh, from, I've, I've learned a lot in this process already. I've only known Greg for about a year. I talk to him every day of my life in one way, shape or another, uh, but mm-hmm. something because it's, it's, I don't know if it'll always be like that, but right now we're so busy in getting things off the ground at both Trinity Hall and Silly Cove Records that there's always something coming across my plate, whether it's a phone call, a text message, something about something. Yeah. And it's usually mm-hmm. 99% of the time it's fun stuff. Like he's really took on this project and, and looked at Newfoundland as a place where he can kind of sink his teeth in and help. Because I had a conversation with Courtney Wicks actually on this podcast ah, a month ago. And in its original inception, when all the talk was Greg Wells was going to be coming to Winterton and doing something, my initial thought was, okay, well, yeah, this guy is, you know, he's going to throw Newfoundlanders a freaking bone, you know, like, yeah. you know, this is, this is not, but that's not what it is at all. Not even remotely close. Like he, mm. he takes music incredibly seriously. It's his job. It's his passion. And this project is no different. He's, he's only choosing to work with and produce and, and do do work in Newfoundland with people who yeah. fit his um, people that, that fit his taste in, in, in music and what he wants to accomplish. Right. It, it's not just anybody coming in off the street. He really needs to connect with the music or he's not going to be interested in, in producing it. And that's just, right. that's because that's when he does his best work. Like, yeah. like everybody, yeah. right. You know? So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad to hear you had a great trip and I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's, uh, if nothing else, if nothing else comes out of it, which we know something will, because you are already going to produce some music with, uh, with, with Greg and written with Greg, but if nothing else comes yeah. out of it at all, uh, what an experience for, for an artist. Then, you know? uh, yeah. And I've had a lot of people reach out and, you know, ask me what my experience was like and, and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's really, for me, again, I, I'm just, I'm just really fortunate to have someone like that reach out right out of blue and, and, and ask me to go and write with them in LA. I mean, you know, I'm a little old Newfoundlander from Conception Bay South, um, you know, putting out some country songs that I think that are moving people. And, and I think he realized that. And I think he wanted to help. He genuinely wanted to help, which was, for for me, you 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 walk into these type of situations, and again, you're cautious because you know um, lots of people say they want you know they want to help, and this industry is this industry is a weird industry for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, there's there's it's a cutthroat industry. Um, there's no doubt about it, and and there's people that want to make money off of you um in in ways that sounds beautiful in the beginning, and and it ends up being a shit show. Um, but 
he this guy is genuine um from what i've from you know from from the person that i met in la when i shook his hand he was he was 100 genuine to me and i just think he's a beautiful person um and think that he uh uh you know he's he's just he's just one of those guys that i would never dream of meeting at, at that level he's just at a level that i did never think i was going to get to um or or get to meet these people i mean he's he's casually talking about keith urban and adele um you know kelsey ballerini uh and and these people you know these these people know greg personally they've worked with him which is crazy um and again, I'm just really, really fortunate to have met him, spent time with him. And I think, you know, um, I can tell you here now that I got a record coming out in September that I think is obviously going to be, for me, it's going to be my best work. And I think, you know, as much as I can get Greg involved with it, it's going to be even better. Um, and so I'm just really, really excited for what's next. And, uh, and to have to have Greg involved with that is uh, it's just been for me a lot of things have changed since January because you know in December he had he had invited me out and then you know after after December it was just like okay so we we just after getting a factor grant for this album as well um, and you know some arts and L and music and L support as well and um, we get this call so everything is just we had plans and now everything is pretty much like blown right out of the water because now we're on a different level and we need to plan for different level things. So if it's more marketing or if it's more investment in the recording process of what that means, how much it's going to cost to do this, 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 this. So it was just like everything just went bottom up and, and a new train started moving once I got down to LA and, and work with Greg and um, you know, Greg, Greg, promise some things that that I think are, are really going to be game changers for me. And I think that is crazy. Um, again, just very fortunate to have um, spent that time with Greg and, and developed a relationship with him. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you spoke on the personal side of things, too, because um, while everyone sees Greg as, as as the investor and the guy who's coming in here and setting up shop, mm -hmm. I don't think everybody's fully grasped just how good of a dude this guy is, because again let's go back way back when originally uh, this was like a week after i heard the church was sold when the deal was you know you know in the works that he had okay he's purchasing this church it's just a matter of mm -hmm. crossing some t's and dotting some i's i my initial reaction was who's this douche from la coming in to ruin my little hometown right that was, that's just my but because mm -hmm. as you say when things being cutthroat and everything else and like i just find myself a lot of times on the caution side of things when i hear something that sounds too good to be true i mean we've mm -hmm. all seen internet scams we've all heard about telephone mm -hmm. scams. There's, there's everything in the world out there to make you think that the world is not uh, a, a bowl of sunshine and it's not mm -hmm. so my original thought was that I'm like okay this guy mm, i don't know i don't know there's something something afoot here i'm going to try and get involved in this to at least have the interest of the best town at the forefront yeah. at, at, at yeah. the best interest of the town sorry at the forefront yeah and yeah. i met him over a telephone conversation first and foremost we chatted and i was like okay hey, pretty good vibe from this guy he's pretty pretty chill but anyway like maybe it's the, the wolf and sheep's calling kind of just you know but it's just mm -hmm. i mean like i said i've gotten to know the guy over the last year and i mean i i, I would trust him with my children and that's yeah. not something I, I throw out there lightly you know mm -hmm. what i mean 
Uh, he's that kind of a guy that uh, that is in this for a hundred percent the right reasons. There's zero. When I say there's zero dollars to be made for Greg on this Silly Cove Records turn, not it's not even there's zero dollars to be made. It's a money losing venture on all ends. It's ridiculous mm. the amount of money that this is costing the man to set this up so that people of Newfoundland yeah. and Labrador stand to benefit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and 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 it's become yeah. it's become more even already than I think what he originally envisioned because he sees an opportunity to help people who like yourself who ju- who who are on the right track and just you know can use that little bump. Um, I know he's yeah. he's looked at a lot of artists in, in in Newfoundland and said, you know what, there's this is a this is a hot spot. It's really interesting to me though, like I said, given given your genre music, Newfoundland. You kind of touched on it earlier, but I mean, I'd like to talk about it some more because. Again, mm. you want to talk about elephants in the room? A country music artist from Newfoundland is is well up there, right? Mm. Um, mm. I only know of really when it comes to people who are doing it too, and that's how I stumbled onto your music actually in a roundabout way. Uh, mm. I was a big fan of Mallory Johnson the first time I heard one of her YouTube videos. I don't even recall which one it was, but okay, she did that yeah. series of music with uh, music with Mal, right? Mm-hmm. She, you know, oh yeah, I love that the the Malbec stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. That was really, really well done. Really well yeah. done. And Mallory's a good friend of mine. She grew up with my youngest brother, and uh, she's also from CBS. And um, I've been able to bang some stuff off of her industry-wise and, and her likewise. I mean, we, we, we talk all the time. And um, I, I, I'm i going to Nashville now in June, uh, June 10th to the 18th. I'm going to catch the tail end of CMA Fest, and uh, we're going to spend some time down there. And obviously um, – um uh, myself and mallory are going to hook up down there and uh and maybe write a song or two we'll see what happens but um she's she's just a really good friend of mine really and a really good industry friend um you know we have mutual goals obviously and and uh and and we help each other with that so she's fantastic my lights are, bl- are blinking here now and i think it's uh because they're doing muskrat falls testing again <laughs> Mine, mine just did the same thing. I noticed yours blinking yeah. green and I minded. So yeah, here we yeah. go. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the most crap false thing going again, right? This $16 billion debacle. <laughs> I can't get in. Anyway, we won't comment on that. No, <laughs> we'll do our best to keep politics out of this one if we can. Yeah. But no, yeah. um, Again, speaking of uh, again, Mallory's music versus yours, uh, uh, two completely different ends of it too. Yeah, you, you know what yeah. I mean. Two completely yeah. different styles. I mean, her her vocals are just sil- like silky smooth is the only way I would describe it. You know, yeah. it's just she's just such a beautiful, beautiful singer. One of the best I think to ever come off the island personally. Um, yeah. in, in for that styling, and you're you're just you're yourself who has that uh, almost that the smoky growl in your voice when you're singing it. I, yeah, just, yeah. It's, it's, it's country, right? Uh, Appreciate and again, that, man. no, no, it's, it's, listen, I, I, I became a fan long, be- long before I got involved with any of this or, or, or whatnot. Your, your stuff was on my, my playlist mm. on, uh, on Spotify for a long time. Um, mm. something I don't know if you remember or not, and maybe you weren't even fully aware when you shot the first music video, which one was it that had the convertible in it? That was uh, sure beats a good time. That was um, yeah. It was the third. That was the third video. But it was the first off my record, off off the first yeah. album because I released released a couple songs before that. I still think that's my favorite video and favorite scene of the videos. Myself and Sam in that convertible. Uh, I agree. Driving up Kilbride, making it look like a country scene, you know? Yeah, up to old Babel's <laughs> Road. Yeah. Uh, I love it too. But that particular video, we have a mutual friend. We might as well touch on that too mm-hmm. because he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. 
Ted. Mm-hmm. Ted Perrin is a mutual <laughs> friend of mine. I've known Ted for 20 years. He stood at my wedding. He's yeah. one of my best buddies on the, on the planet, and he's a good friend of yours. So during yeah. jur- the uh, jur- prior leading up to this video shoot, Ted reached out to me. He's like, he's like, can we borrow your car? I'm like, what do you want my car for? He's like, buddy of mine's making a music video. He says he's looking for an old convertible. I'm like, okay. Sure. I don't like, <laughs> I don't know. Right. And for whatever reason, I can't remember what, what the story was, but, uh, I was away at the time. I think that when you guys were planning to do it, I, I ended up offshore and yeah. I messaged Ted. I said, I'm not going to be home. So it'd be too much trouble for trying to get the storage for you guys. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. He's like, Oh, no, no worries. Yeah. We'll find something else. But that was my first ever Justin fancy experience. I didn't even know it until after. That was, I was pretty like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, Cause I know he mentioned your name and, Obviously, you reached out after um, about some other music stuff, but I, I connected the dots after, and you know, obviously, Ted, Ted's a, uh, one of my best buddies. Um, we spend summers on Conception Bay, like you wouldn't believe. Any moment we came around the bay, and um, he's, ob- you know, obviously him and Diane, Diane and the kids, and everything. You know, they mean the world to me. Or um, they're 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 mentors, and they're 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 people that put up with my shit. So I, I guess I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a better person because of two of them and I love them to pieces. I think Ted, Ted is gold and, um, and Diana, Diana is just a beautiful person. Love them today. I, I had a lot of respect for you, Justin, until you told me that Ted Perrin was a mentor. Because I guarantee you, <laughs> if that's the case, you're on the Motley Crew wagon of, of burning down hotels and, and shit. He, he, he listens to my shit, so he's got to be a bit of a mentor, I guess. Um, you know, uh, just, you know, music industry self could be anything, could be boats, could be anything. He just, he's, he's a good, um, uh, he, he's a good person to, to blow off the steam, we'll say. I one hundred percent agree. Me and me, me and Ted, we've been buddies like I said twenty years, and uh, we're basically the same person. It's, it's really, it's really weird. Uh, but in any case, like I said, uh, we can't give too much praise yeah. to Ted. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be bragging about this forever. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I guess uh, so. We, we 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 dropped the announcement of uh, of your attending uh, the opening uh, the opening of uh, the grand opening for Trinity Hall in May. Mm-hmm. You mentioned mm-hmm. you're dropping a record in uh, September. So that's announcement number two. Mm-hmm. Announcement number yep. three. You mentioned that you may have a song coming out soon. You want to drop that one? Yeah. Else? So uh, so we're gonna we're gonna drop uh, a, a brand new song. It's called Lie, um, and. Greg helped out with this one, and this one's coming on April 22nd. So it'll be on all streaming platforms. Um, and there's a pre-save link in my bio on Instagram or on Facebook. You can follow me there. Justin Fancy Music, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, whatever, whatever you know, whatever way you you want to start following there. More followers, the better, and the more pre-saves, the better. Um, and for those who don't really understand what a pre-save is, is basically. Um, you you sign up for when the song comes out that day it comes out it gets added to your playlist automatically um or it gets bought on itunes automatically uh so and that really really helps an independent artist like myself because if that keeps adding up basically what happens let's say i get in a month i get a thousand pre-saves for this song that chart number that 1000 hits comes on the day of the release which boosts you up in 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 charting uh let's say on the itunes album chart or or you know single chart or what's the hottest songs or whatever it just and all the algorithms kind of come in and 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 do their thing because it's you know this is hot attention so the more pre-saves you build up on the day of the release it just makes it more of a bang 
on that day. So that's why artists love to uh, promote the pre-save option. And I, I, th- I think it's very important for, for artists like myself, all artists. You know, absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you took the time to explain that because there are there's so many intricacies to being an artist. It's not just making music and oh, music yeah. being good anymore. It, that doesn't even matter, it, really. Yeah. I mean, it does. I mean, you don't get anywhere if the music is not any good. But there's so yeah. many artists out there who have amazing music who who it never reaches anybody because yeah. of the things that you're talking about, the small things which make huge difference, making sure you got that, that subscriber base on YouTube and making sure you've got that the pre-saves and all that stuff and explaining why these things are important. Yeah. I think to, to just the average Joe on at opportunities like this, I think is, is an amazing thing to do because uh, if there's anything I know for sure is that Newfoundlanders love to help. We've seen it time and time yeah. again, right back to the Canadian idol day. Well, recently yeah. Kelly loaders and that's, that's not, I mean, Kelly's a good friend of yours too. There's no knock on Kelly's mm-hmm. channel. Cause she is absolutely one of the very best that ever yeah, committed the sure. island. But mm-hmm. again, the support that she got locally because of of how uh, what's the, what's the right way to put it how loyal or how passionate Newfoundlanders are about supporting one another we've always been that way oh, yeah. it's, it's a generational mm-hmm. thing and that goes back mm-hmm. way beyond our generation and, and even the one before us we always took time to help each other um, letting the people know how they can best help you attain your goals I think is important because we're on the Justin Fancy train too right all of us. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, and uh, I appreciate. I mean, all all the support I've gotten has been been crazy, um, awesome. I get messages all the time, and obviously, you know, you got your foundation of fans that are always supporting you. Whatever you do, you tell them to go do something, they they do it. And um, I, I'm I'm extremely fortunate to have people like that around. And it takes uh, so much work on the social media side and to keep that train going. Um, and you know, the back end, you know, releasing this song, we go into the studio, record it, and I had Greg involved this time, so we were going back and forth with Clint and Greg and Brian Lucy, which uh, he's he's guy mastered it. There was just so much going back and forth, back and forth. So then you have the product, then you gotta, then you gotta promote it. I mean, it it it, it, it doesn't just, I mean, I know, I think the biggest thing about artists in Newfoundland, their issues are, are education, they they. Um, a lot of artists are really, really good artists, really, really good, but they just don't know where to go to find uh, help or, or, or get education on how you, how you promote and how you release these things. Um, I, I know an artist that was spitting out songs for years and years and years um, with zero promotion, just releasing it and throwing it on Spotify and hoping something happened and nothing happens with it. Um, uh, you know, so there's 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 a foundation that you need to build as a team to look good, both on the on the outside and inside. Um, inside being you you attract more music industry people that want to work with you because they see the final product and they see the work that you're putting into it. Um, and I think that's very very important. Uh, and and I learned that, and I had motivation to learn how to do that, both on the inside and out. And and um, it, it's. You know, what I tell younger artists and, and artists that are, are trying to do the same thing that I've been able to do in the last couple of years, it's, it, it's, there's, there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just, it's, it's, it, it, it just takes a ton of work and you have to have the work ethic and foundation and people around you that are telling you, you know, how this all works. And I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have Paula Danny Levich, um, my manager that has been with me pretty much since day one that has taught me a shitload of stuff that, you know, um, that I, I, I wouldn't have known myself. And, 
Um, so like I'd learn one thing off of her and then I'd go and learn 10 things off of that, that would sprout off of that and I'd come back and kind of, you know, had that conversation. Obviously having Greg around now is, is, is a new thing for me and it's a, it's a very educational thing. Um, you know, and, and it creates motivation. It gives me more fuel to have people like that around. Um, I think that's very important. I, I think the music industry as a whole lacks the where to go kind of deal and how to do it right. Um, and, and, and there's not a lot of promotion or, or education around that. And I think, you know, our music and has come a long way in the last few years under Rhonda Toklane. And I think she's doing some amazing stuff. Um, that's going to really, really help artists in our province. And, um, um, so I have, I, I had, I had to bring that up because they're, they're doing amazing work, but I think, to 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 get your music out of Newfoundland and 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 create a national brand, it really really takes a team. It takes effort. And it takes work ethic and motivation. Obviously, you have to have good music, and that's where it starts. Really, um, you know, the foundation is is the music. It's it's the songs. If you don't have good music, you're not going to get played on radio. It's just as simple as that. Um, you could have good music, and Greg touched on this. You can have good music but not great music and never make it to a radio station. You can have great music and never make it to a radio station. Um, it's, it's, you know, um, good is, 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 is the, the, it, you know, Greg said this good is not going to make it in this industry. You need to be great and you need to be unique. You need to be different. Um, and, and at the same time you need to be alike. So it's a catch 22 because you have to be unique as an artist, but you have to have, you have to have what it takes to be mainstream in this industry. Um, and it's, it's, it's very important. Um, I attended a David Foster, um, workshop in Toronto a few months back. And, um, you know, he touched on a lot of things about the songwriting side. I mean, you know, everybody's a songwriter, everybody can write a song. Um, but not everybody can write a great song. And, uh, you know, he touched on the, the, the fact that, he started out and I mean, you know, he, he started out as just a guy who was writing songs and he ended up, you know, writing for Celine Dion and, and all of these huge artists, Elton John and, and, and these huge artists, um, because he got momentum. One, one of his songs out of the 4,000 that he had written, um, got a cut by big artists and that's all it took. And then, then it, you know, kind of built from there and momentum started from there. Same kind of thing with Greg and what Greg went through. He, he you know, he, he, he got his break and, and, and he took advantage of that. Um, motivated individuals that believe in herself and are very confident, they take advantage of, of, of opportunities like that. Um, and, and it's what I'm planning to do with Greg. I mean, I, I, want, I want to make this the best record possible. I don't want his name on it if I'm not happy with it uh, or if he's not happy with it. We want to be 100% happy with this. And Greg Wells, happy uh, you know, in, in, I, I'm being biased here, but Greg Wells happy is, is, is very, very, very great. Happy. It's very great. And it's very, very good. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping. And from what I'm hearing so far, it's, it's just, it's next level stuff. So if you have the, the motivation and confidence in yourself that you know that your finished product should move people, then it's worth the investment to go and get and build a team around you that have experience and knowledge around the music industry and the way it works. And I think that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Um, 
the other thing is the other the other bit of advice that I would give to artists is uh, up and coming artists is is don't listen to what your mom and dad says about your songs or your friends about your songs. Get people, get industry people to review your songs and get feedback. And I think that was, um, again, the most important thing that I've ever done. Your mom and dad and your friends and everybody is, they're all going to say it's great. They're all going to say it's great, should be on the radio and all this kind of stuff. Get advice from people that are making a decision. So, for example, radio stations. Uh, if you can develop relationships with radio stations and, you know, if that's what avenue you want to go down. I mean, some people, I know some artists that are creating songs for TV shows and commercials that are making a living at it. And they don't touch commercial radio. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just you follow your dream, man. And I think so go, going back to what's good and great, you know, music and, and all this kind of stuff. Take advice from people that are engraved in the industry and people that may influence your music uh, and influence your career. Um, take it from the top. And, and, and you know, I've, I've had a lot of no's. I've had so many no's. Um, just no, we don't like the song. We're not going to add it. Um, you know, and, but I've gotten a lot of very, very uh, motivational feedback in like, man, listen, you're doing some great stuff. Your vocals are really great. The production is really good, but the song is just not quite there. Um, and, and so you take that, you take that motivate, you take that feedback and it, it, it's what motivates you to get better. It's just, for me, it's, I'm just programmed that way that I want to get to a point where I'm satisfying everybody with my music. Um, and you know, it's, it's it'll probably never come, but I, I want to be that guy that radio is waiting for my song to come out because they, they, they can't wait to add it. They can't wait to listen to it. Um, so from an, an independent standpoint right now where I'm too, radio is obvious. It, they're, they're listening to what I have to say and they're listening to my music. So that's all you can ever hope for as an artist. I mean, you know, when we send something out the radio, they listen to it. Yeah, um, not, whether not they add it. Yeah, no, whether they added it or not is a different story, but I've, so it's, 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 yes, it's the song, it's the foundation, but you have to develop relationships too. Um, and I, I think that that was very important for me to be, I wanted to meet everybody. I want who, who, who were the people that were going to change things for me uh, in the radio world and in, in the industry. And I wanted to meet those people. And I think that it was advantageous for me to do that over the pandemic um, because when I send an email now to radio, they know who I am and, and, you know, I, I'm friends with a lot of these people now. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and I think they respect me and as an artist and, and they see great things happening, which is, which is what you try and do. You create a foundation. There's no different than creating a business with a brand. You're, you're expected to deliver at a, at a, at a, at a certain level. And, and I think I've gotten to that point now with Greg coming on board and this whole train, I th I think it's going to elevate my game, which is which is crazy cool. And I mean, I'm re I'm really really excited for um for for the next Justin Fancy record and 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 the whole thing. I mean, I, I've I'm I'm digging in deep. I've got uh, I've co-written a ton of songs. Uh, I've written some songs on my own, and we're basically sifting through them now. The best ones and um and you know myself and clint are, are uh are you know uh we're we're at it and we 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 got to get some tunes done now in the next couple of months and um i'm hoping greg can be involved in that as well 
be cool. Absolutely. Well, I mean, one more thing I want to touch on before we knock this one on the head, because we talked about your team a lot and, 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 and yeah. it really is a team, a team approach when in, in this business, you're never, you're not going to make it by yourself without having, mm -hmm. again, that team of people around you, like the Greg Wells and, and Clint and Paula and the great, mm -hmm. and people mm -hmm. you've, you've relied heavily on. But let's talk for a minute about your live band, because while I'm a Justin Fancy fan, man, I've been following Nick Earl a long time too. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's mm -hmm. just talk about the guys in your band. I mean, I mean, Dan on drums, I'm, you just got such a, you've surrounded yourself with such quality musicians as well. Uh, yeah. I just want you to brush on that because uh, I wouldn't feel right yep. if we didn't. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the band, I knew I, I needed a stellar, I, I wanted a stellar band and I've been playing for years and years and years. I know what musicians, I, I, I knew what musicians to get involved from day one. Um, now, from day one, it was Clint Curtis that was going to play the lead guitar and keys for me in this band. Um, and that didn't work out because Clint's got his own business on the go, you know, at Springdale. But that was my, I wanted that to happen. And I, I wanted him to travel to come and play in my band. Um, so I had reached out to Dan George and uh, he's become one of my best friends in the world. Uh, he's a beautiful person and I've been able to help him out quite a bit um industry wise and getting to meet people we went to cmas and all this kind of stuff but basically in the beginning he um i i was i was concerned because i didn't think clint was going to play and we had a few gigs lined up and i didn't think clint was going to do it and he said man he said nick earl's your guy um and, and i heard nick play but i just figured he was a rocker like a matt mays kind of guy I didn't think he could play country, and and there's a certain way to play country music on a telly, and it's it's it, there's different licks, there's different everything, um, but this guy is a complete 100% wizard. He learned everything that Clint played for me on the records, um, and more. He's an unbelievable guy. I love him to pieces. I think he is ready to bust um, with his career, and I think. You know, if I can help that along by introducing him to the world um, as my guitar player and, and kind of get his way in there, I, I just I, I just want to see him do great things because he's he's an unbelievable artist. Um, so I just said to Dan, I just said, all right, let's try it. Let's let's get him in and do a rehearsal. And and, and we rehearsed this was for my um, album release show. And we rehearsed, and it was automatic. Then it was just automatic for me that that uh, that I I wanted him involved in in this band. Uh, and of course, I got a childhood friend um, that I grew up with, Jacob Earl on the bass guitar. He's a phenomenal player, phenomenal artist, great songwriter. Um, just just the full package when it comes to uh, bass. And I just recently added uh, Armando Fowlo who played in Clint's band, Max 80, um, uh, over the years. And uh, he's another great, great guitar player and, and a great addition to the band. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, yes, team is important and all that kind of stuff, but you got to have a good live presence. And I think I've, 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 I've built that. And um, I just love playing with the boys. They're great people. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I know Armando from way back, too. Uh, he was he was big into the vinyl record scene, too, as a collector, and I rubbed shoulders yeah. several times. Good uh, dude, man. Great dude. Yeah, I think it's very important. So I've learned over the years not not to necessarily get the best bass player or the best guitar player that's known to man um, to have in your band. Um, I've learned to have people around me who are motivated by what I'm doing, are moved by what I'm doing, um and and care about what i'm doing i, I don't want to hire a guy and pay him 200 bucks and be done with them and 
and you know okay uh, i'll call you when the next show is coming up whatever these 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 guys are my friends they're part of my family uh and and part of my team and what i'm doing so i think that's very very important to have that um and this is some advice for younger artists i i spent years hiring bass players hiring guitar players hiring drummers because they were they were part of the circuit downtown and they were supposedly the best players in the province um and you know and and that that can bite you sometimes because they they don't really they don't really hone in to your product and what you what you're doing and I, and I think that's very important so having friends as a band and not just as a business um it's another bit of advice i can give pick those who believe in what you're doing they might not be the best players in the world but i can damn well guarantee you they're going to show up to every gig they're going to show up the rehearsals they're going to show up when they need to show up um if you call them up for a jam or whatever they'll 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 come up they just believe these people just believe in what I'm doing. And I think that's very, very important. And it's stress-free for me when I walk into a show um, because I know they're going to have my back at the end of the day. Okay. So one more question for you then. Uh, you, mm -hmm. I, I, want the, I want the most unbiased opinion you can give me, which is tough mm -hmm. when you're an artist because artists mm -hmm. are always, a, well, you got your, your bias towards your own music and your own friends in the scene. And yeah, sure. it, it is what it is. But, on an odd weekend off where Justin Fancy doesn't have to play, doesn't have to be in studio, he's not recording it, mm -hmm. and you're going out with some friends or you're taking a, taking somebody on a date, whatever it is, who in Newfoundland, give me two or three artists that, that you love, you absolutely just love their music, love to go see. Brothers in Stereo, by far. Uh, Chris and Andrew LeDrew, I, I, um, that's number one for me here in, in, in Newfoundland. Anyway, I love the guys and um they were they were you know they were people that i looked up to when when i started on the scene and i know they're doing a couple shows here now at the ship they, they don't play very often when they do i'm there um i love to see them um you know obviously a lot of respect for alan doyle i talked to alan a few weeks ago and uh, uh about some industry stuff and he was glad to help me out um alan what he's doing obviously is you know uh, amazing and uh uh, I get to talk to him from time to time. I don't really hang out with him, but uh, I, I do. I, again, going back to Andrew and 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 Chris, when they're playing, I'm there, and and you know. Um, but you know, when I'm when I'm just wanting to hang out, and uh, I usually go to Greensleeves Pub uh, in St. John's and hang out with my buddy Lex. He's the entertainment manager down there. I've known him for years, and that's that's my hangout for me. It's my wind down. Um, Greensleeves has been so good to me, Stefan and Jody and, and, and the crew there. Uh, I've kind of transitioned out of, you know, a, a, a pub player, entertainer kind of guy playing five, six, seven nights a week um, to more recording artist side now. And they understand that. And, you know, for a while there was a little transition where Lex was calling me every now and then. Can you play? Can you play? Can you play? And, you know, I was kind of moving on to the recording side of it. But, yeah, that's where I spend my time. And um other than that like you know outside of um brothers and stereo uh obviously nick when when nick is playing when he's playing in town um he did a show at the rock house uh, a few months ago and it was unbelievable uh, and fairgale um huge fans of fairgale uh stephen green and and andrew and 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 the boys um fantastic fantastic very talented um folks we have a ton of talent here man like it's it's amazing um yeah and i think like going back to um the know-hows and and like you know there's there's a few bands here that have what it takes to move to the next level and um they, it's just you know 
engraving yourself and educating yourself on on the business it takes a lot of work man it's 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 an everyday grind you know but yeah so i'll say brothers and stereo um fairgale and nick earl is who i'm going to see uh regularly here if they're playing i'm i'm there 100 you just named probably three of my top bands on the island that i like to go see as well yeah so we're uh, on the same page now we're absolutely on the same page about nick's <laughs> L- album the minute it came out on vinyl again uh nick mm-hmm. earl and, and the restless hearts and just even my kids like it and like i said my kids don't like anything like they don't even like yeah. music and they're like dad that's cool because i mean i grew up blues rock is like in my blood i love the stuff i yeah. first seen nick play uh when he was way back he was a teenager not even allowed to play clubs he was playing with uh Earl and Coffin, the duo, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, amazing they did, stuff. They did an acoustic set downtown, man, in one of these old buildings on Candlelight. Me and my, me and my wife went down, and there was like 25 people in the room, and it was the best show I've ever seen. The best oh, yeah. show I've ever seen. I've been to see some great concerts. It was phenomenal. So, no, good good choices. Yep. And one last announcement, I guess, because this is a, this is the announcement episode, I think. This is announcement number four. <laughs> uh, whether, I'm not sure if you know or not. Maybe you do. Uh, but... Uh, we're, we've just signed, and we're announcing it today. Uh, we've just signed a, another recording artist to Silico Records, and that is amazing. Fairgale. So really, guys from Fairgale are going to be oh, that's fantastic. Their next studio album through Silico Records, and uh, that's amazing. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Going to be working with Greg Wells as well. So uh, that's amazing, man. I'm uh, I'm happy for the guys. These guys have what it takes. Uh, every bit of it, and uh, and I, you know, I, I obviously really good friends with with Steve, and I spend a lot of time um, chatting with them and stuff, industry wise. And I'm really happy for the boys. So congrats on that. Um, Greg is a pleasure to work with, and I hope, uh, you know, I, I, I actually I don't hope I, I know that that uh, you know they're they're going to elevate their game, and I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Greg, in in, in without without trying to take too much of a text message because text messages can be misconstrued. But when Greg sends mm-hmm. me a text, I can usually read between the lines because he makes it very, very apparent to me. When, mm-hmm. when I pitched Farragall to him and he listened to a couple of their, their tunes, he said, Andrew Rogers has a world-class voice. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. said, I said, yeah. you think, and he, mm-hmm. he wrote back world-class, all capitals, three exclamation points. This was not, mm-hmm. this was not up for debate. He's, he's very, very impressed with, and, and I'm not mm-hmm. shocked. I've known this for years. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I think Greg is as excited about it. Even the other day we were talking about Fairgill in a private conversation and Greg's like, I'm so, I'm so happy that they're interested in working with us. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're interested yeah. in working with us, you know? Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, it's, yeah, he's uh, just so humble, you know. He, um, I'll tell you a little story before we go here about Andrew Rogers. I used to play on the Rob Roy every Tuesday and Thursday night, and for a while there, there was this young kid begging. It wasn't really begging, just asking if he he could sing a song with the band, hmm. um, and it annoyed the shit out of me for for several months. Um, and I finally let him up on the stage, and I think he sang. Um, um that oasis song so sally can wait um you know it's too late what what is that tune um don't look back in anger and he sang he sang sang that with the band and i was like okay yeah you're really friggin good um then he kind of yeah no man he was he was he was he was really good and uh 
and I think he realized he's, you know, he's no different than I guess me and what I, what I've done over the years and whatever else he, he knew he had something and, um, and he got up on the stage and sang. And I think that changed a lot of things for him because he started playing the Rob Roy then and started, um, doing a few things musically, but he's, he's a brilliant mind. Um, not only a great singer, unbelievable guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's, uh, he's, he's a producer in his own right. I mean, th- these guys are doing their stuff uh, on their own and, um, it's just brilliant. It's really brilliant to me. Um, what, what these guys are doing. I don't have half the talent that, that they do when it comes to the technical side of things and, and, you know, how they approach music and everything else. I just think it's fantastic what they're doing. So, um, yeah, you know, Greg and yourself, you've, you've picked a great band to kind of uh, try and propel to the next level. Cause I, I think they deserve it. And, um, they got a great following here in town and in Atlantic Canada, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I, th- I think they just need the right push. And I think silly Cove records is probably going to be that for them. Sure. Hope so. If nothing else, we're going to have a lot of fun in the process and that, cause that's really what yeah. this is all about. And I think that's, that's the key stepping stone to successes. Make sure you're still. Yeah. I'd like to, I, I'd, I'd almost like to come down and see what you guys, you know, if you are going to record in the church or whatever, I'll talk to Steven and probably, you know, I, I'd love to be and near in the room for that. Just to, just to listen to what these guys do. Um, I, th- I think it'd be really, really cool. Yeah. There's going to be, we're, we're, we haven't really every, every one of the artists that we're going to be working with, it's all, it's all artist dependent. Like, like Courtney's album was hundred percent, you know, vocal church, mm-hmm. hollow room effect, the whole shoot and match. Uh, we're working with Summer Bennett now, again, uh, one of our other recording artists that's completely remote that like she, she may never step foot inside Trinity hall. It's a different approach to the same end. And then we've got Jeremy Harnham, who's and yes, officer, who's it's the most, it's one of the most aggressive sounds you're ever going to hear, but yet he's going to record that into church as well. Uh, yeah. but not for the same reasons that Courtney did. So we haven't decided exactly how the whole fair girl thing is going to go. We haven't got time frames and everything narrowed down. We're hoping to start working with those guys in the late summer, early fall. Um, but again, uh, there's, there's potential there for trips to LA. That's already been discussed yeah. as well. And all the awesome. same Justin fancy experience that, that you may have, uh, may have had the, the, the yeah. uh, opportunity to do. We're hoping to get the fair girl guys involved with that too, because that's yeah, where, awesome. that's where you're growing artists, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just sprinkling that little bit of water onto them and letting, letting see what grows. And uh, yeah, I for sure, yeah, it's on the right track. Um, mm-hmm. In closing, I got to explain something to you now because you're the first artist we've had on, the first guest we've had on who doesn't have any real connection to Winterton. So up here with Logan <laughs> down, cool. Downey's Bank, uh, mm-hmm. the story behind Downey's Bank it was a place of uh, congregation. It has been, still is, for years in Winterton. It's just it was a, it was a bank which looked out over the harbor, had a clear view of the wharf and and that whole area and. Uh, because of that, uh, you know, fishermen gathered there early in the morning, late in the evenings, whatever it was, just to chat and uh, and and share a few stories, tell a few lies, mm. uh, yeah. just hear about how the day is going, hear about how your projects are going, and everything else. So, again, mm-hmm. thanks so much for sharing the bench at Downey's Bank, and and best of luck with everything going forward, man. Pretty cool. I really appreciate it, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. We'll no see problem. you soon. Yeah, for sure.